hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. I am, of course, your host, Mark Kushnez. And, uh, yeah, it's been a hell of a week. And there, there have been a lot of things to reflect on. And I'll get into some of these things to start this show. Which I wasn't sure if I was really going to get into or anything. But, I feel like it's important to talk at least around it if I don't go too far into specifics but I dabble with some streaming again playing The Punisher the 2005 game from Volition makers of Red Faction and Saints Row remembering liking what I played of it back in the day I never finished it but I mean that's why it's in my backlog and not my uh, complete log. That's why it's not down the, the, the drain. Because you know what you do with logs? You poop them out your butthole and then they go in the toilet and go and you go and they go away. Because everything in your backlog is actually just a piece of shit. Not true, but in this case it is true. Uh, the Punisher is not a good game. And even the things I remember being good about it they're so not there. I don't know what I was remembering. When people talk about it, I feel like they're all remembering it wrong because one of the main things about that game was all the creative ways you could interrogate the enemies. Some who can provide you with useful information for getting additional weapons or getting into an area in a better way or whatever. And that's there, but it's far more limited than I thought. And when you finish interrogating someone with the, uh, via a special interrogation method, you can't kill them using that method. So if you are using a, a buzzsaw or whatever and putting their groin up against it, trying to get them to spill their guts or lose their ding-dong... It doesn't matter if you, you successfully interrogate them. You can't kill them that way. So you don't get the fun special kill with it. There are special kills in addition to special interrogations. But those were few and far between. I think across my four-ish, five-ish hours with the game, I came across five or less. There was one where I put a dude in a casket and put... A grenade in there and there were three of those special kills in the funeral home one where i threw a dude at a snake and the snake wrapped him up and was like i want to give you a hug and then it kissed him and ate him and i think another one where i just threw someone through a window but that was it so all of that fun punisher stuff is very minimal and then you just have a really bad plain third person shooter with frustrating boss fights, uh, an otherwise very easy game on normal and a pretty boring game with some levels that are just drawn out and then other levels that are super short. And Thomas Jane giving the most unenthusiastic performance of his life because he's as bored fucking working on this game as we are playing it. But I'll get all of that in, in the Attack the Backlog episode. I don't need to, to go too deep into that. But... 
I decided not to finish it after dealing with the second Russian fight because it was annoying the hell out of me and I rage quit the stream. I was just like, fuck this. And I ended the stream. I didn't even really say bye. But it made me realize what? <laughs> Streaming, I keep pushing myself and wanting to, to do it. I think I just need to accept the fact that for streaming, two things need to happen. One, maybe cut down on it. I mean, I, I haven't been streaming all that much recently. But two, I think the way to go about it really is something that I've talked about in the past. And it, it's always seemed like the, the right idea. And I've just wanted to push and do more. Is that from this point forward, let's see if I stick to this. If I'm going to continue streaming, it's only going to be games like Apex where I'm not thinking about content creation when making them or work or anything like that. And I can more better engage with chat and games like Fall Guys if I want to get into Fall Guys or other live service games. I want to play some Fortnite or Among Us do community things. Any game where I'm just thinking about the playing of the game and the social aspect of engaging with chat because that's what streaming is about streaming is not about watching someone play a game with minimal interaction it's it's about that interaction It's about being social in a way where you can do it remotely and on top of that the one thing i thought would be really fun and i still haven't tried it once at all yet but with Attack the Backlog or Second Runs or other more long-form content I do, video content, I think it would be fun to, on the day I release a new episode of Attack the Backlog, like this past weekend, I just put out an episode for Far Cry Blood Dragon. Uh, check that out if you haven't already. It's a good time. I mean, the game wasn't a good time for me, but the episode, <laughs> that's a good time. But I think it would be fun to as a companion stream to the evening of the release of a new episode of whatever show it is to return to the game, which it could be like in this case, it would be months and months and months since I played it, but to return the, to the game, play it, stream it and talk with chat about the episode, about my thoughts see if maybe my feelings have changed with the time that has passed and me playing the game in the now. Uh, we don't have to talk about the, the episode, of course, but I think it would be fun for people to be able to pick my brain after watching the episode. And if they have questions or want to see something that I maybe talked about in an episode, or they're curious about the game itself and want to see it directly, I think that would be a, a fun Thing to do and valuable and with that i think it would make sense to move over because i keep going back and forth between twitch and youtube but if i do that companion type of stream i think it would be valuable to do that on youtube so that i can have that archive there as something that i could link in me here after you watch the episode you may not have been able to make it to the stream because you didn't even know I existed until now. Well, here you can you can watch the archive of the stream. So that that's my thought process regarding streaming, whether or not I do any of that. Who knows? But then also 
in deciding to stop playing the Punisher, because I've gone back and forth with Attack the Backlog and whether or not I really feel like I need to complete games, and I got back into a stubborn mindset of wanting to do that when the whole series and the point was never about completing games in my backlog, but just going and playing games I've been wanting to play to see what I thought of them. And and if they weren't vibing with me, then why, why stick it out? Why not with how many games I have in my backlog and I have yet to play even a bit of, why continue making my life miserable with a game I'm not enjoying when I could move on to another game that may be the same way. I may, I may not like that game, but I could like it. And, but if I, I don't like it, I could just move on to another one and so on and so forth. And my current situation this past week and change with, I don't want to go too, too in depth about it, but it's really made me want to put my money where my mouth is in terms of something that I've talked about often, but I don't feel like I really do it as, as much as I would like, which is to value time more than anything because it is the one resource we don't get back. And I, I talk about this plenty of times. You know, time is always disappearing. And this, this, this current week and change with my father who he suffered a pretty severe stroke, a left frontal hemorrhagic stroke. It's been really, really hard. Last episode, it was super hard doing that mere days after it happened where especially the, the first night I the first night it was really really bad and I was about 50-50 on whether or not I'd wake up the next day with a father or with, a, with a father who was alive or not uh, thankfully I, you know and I don't, I don't want to go too too much into this but he's doing much better he keeps getting better uh, the the night and day between that that first night and the second day, it was such a huge change that it really helped put me at ease. But this has been one of the most difficult times of my life, if not the most difficult. And it's it's just cemented this fucking year. I've said this maybe on the podcast or in streams or various places, but I've really not enjoyed this year. And this this has cemented it as I don't know I guess because my father will survive I mean I don't I don't want to say anything crazy and, and then something ridiculous happens where just out of the blue it, it's very it, it would be surprising if he didn't but the fact that my, my father has lived through this and it seems like he's going to make a full recovery which like the first night he was just random numbers couldn't complete any thought was confused for a while and he's, he's gotten more there and today this morning when I'm recording this on, on Tuesday he called me for the first time of his own will power and we had a nice normal relative like it was a conversation that if I didn't know any better 
I would have thought nothing happened. And that that is huge. There, there's still him, and a part of it is the stubbornness of not understanding the gravity of the situation and how serious it was slash is. But we are we are constantly making progress, and it's all good. But yeah, I don't want I don't want to get too much into that. But that this whole this whole situation, this whole thing that I've been going through, has made me really want to just cherish every single second of every single minute of every single hour of every single day and not waste my time if I am able to to not waste it because who knows how much time we have left or what will happen we, we just don't know because my, my father when he had a stroke it was two thirty. I don't know when he had the stroke but I noticed him being weird at 2.30 in the morning when he got up from bed and started making himself a bowl of cereal and i i think thank fucking god i was awake to 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 be there and and to to question it and and that i didn't just stay in my room and be like eh, I, I didn't remember him eating dinner so i guess he'd be hungry now whatever i i i felt like it was not right but uh yeah I mean, it wasn't related to trauma. Uh, that's where I was wanting to go with that, uh, the stroke. It wasn't related to any kind of physical trauma. So I don't believe we still really know the cause, but seemingly it could be related to, because he's had issues with blood pressure, high, bro, uh, high blood pressure and cholesterol. But I think it's the blood pressure thing where that can gradually over time, years and years and years can eventually build up to the point where something like this can happen and yeah I just I don't want to waste another second not just with my father when he is able to come home or anything I just want to I want to enjoy life so that's where I am with all that <laughs> I don't, I don't know if there's anything else to talk about in regards to all that. Uh, it's probably just time to get on to what I've been playing and, and, and all that jazz. The Game Awards will have happen, yeah. They're happening the 7th, right? I think they're happening the 7th, which would be Wednesday, the day before this. But I'm recording it the day before that. So I don't know what's going to happen at the Game Awards. I haven't seen any big announcements or, or, or rumors of announcements. I'll just throw out the one I will always want to see, which is Microsoft coming out and saying, hey, we know we said backward compatibility was done. We were done with the program, not adding any more games to it. And that's true. We're not adding any more games to it. However, what we are going to do is with our big fall update for 2022, we are just throwing in an Xbox 360 emulator and an original Xbox emulator. You got the discs, play whatever you want on them. We're not going to add all these games to the digital store, of course, because of licensing and this and that and whatever. But if you got a physical copy, go have fun, baby. Go have fun. If you own a Series S, <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck you. Um, but you should have known that all along, you idiot. But uh, that that's the one thing I would like to see. I guess, realistically, though, since it was announced there and we haven't heard anything in a long time, and it, it seems like we are due for some significant information and hopefully a release date, etc. 
it would be nice to get some kind of update on Hellblade, Senua's fucking whatever vice number two. It's not Sacrifice. It's, I mean, that was the first game, but the, the second one's not Sacrifice 2. It's Hellblade. Senua's mesmerized. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. That could be fun, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't like the game awards. I don't like how I understand the reasoning, but I don't, I, I, I am one of the people who really doesn't like how little time is spent on the actual awards and the winners and giving them a time to say stuff, uh, to, to, to accept the awards and talk and all that jazz. But, uh, in terms of what I've been watching, still just powering through Deep Space Nine. Season seven is awful. Holy shit. The second half, uh, second half must be incredible because I see a lot of love for the final season. And I am through 11 episodes now. And it's awful. I would put it at the very bottom. Even below season one, which was rocky and took some time to find its footing. Season seven is just an absolute mess i think what they've done they've fully ruined ducat as an antagonist the death of jazia dax was welcome because i did not like her ever since she started romancing wharf as i said before i also i don't there, the whole Dax thing is confusing to me in the way I don't I, I don't understand what part of the Dax host's personality is there and what part is that like I don't think that the show does a really good job of making it clear how much of the the host is the host and how much is Dax and their personality it just seems like whatever they they had this cool idea but didn't really think it through but her replacement Ezra Dax don't like her don't like what they've been doing with her maybe she'll get better uh, Jake is uh, fucking whatever this Vic Montaigne dumbass why do we have this stupid crooner being such a crucial part of the show stupid fucking hologram I don't understand that that's a weird element they're the they had uh, the other not hybrid humans but uh, what is his name not Johanan the the doctor Jiminy Christmas the doctor J some with a J right something like that but the doctor Doctor Han. I don't know his name. I can't remember his name. But Mr. Doctor, who was genetically enhanced. Genetically enhanced. Those are the people, though. They had another episode with the other genetically enhanced people who are more unstable and less able to become a part of society. That episode was really, really bad. I didn't like the first episode, and I did not like this. This one was worse. And they had a whole section where they did, like, a little song and number... And it was awful. I can't believe they stretched it out and made it go on that long. But I can't think of a single episode from this season that I like. 
I, I've just been enjoying none of it. So that's the thing, but I'm just ready to be done with it. And then probably if let's see if I stick with this, like if I stick with what I talked about with the streaming, I think I need a break from Star Trek. I'll also say I don't care what happens with season seven because it's it's been dragging a bit for a while now, even though six was pretty enjoyable overall. The original series is still the best Star Trek, and it's because it is significantly shorter. These 170-plus episode series, they just run out of steam or go in poor directions, take characters in weird directions. And it's kind of unavoidable when you go on for that long to have a satisfying story that is great from beginning to end when you are doing that many episodes, that many hour-long episodes, that's hard. That is hard. And so far, Deep Space Nine, Next Generation, haven't been able to pull that off, and I'm not expecting much out of Voyager or Enterprise in that regard. I'm I'm expecting to enjoy them whenever I get to them, but yeah. Anywho, let us get on to what I've been playing, huh? It's been long, long, long. We've been going on and on and on for enough about nothing. So, uh, we're going to start with Sword Ship, which is, I believe they peg it as an avoidamo, where you are a powerboat, essentially, going down a stream, and enemies will crop up and the only way to defeat them is to, one, avoid them, or when you... Because with all of the enemies, whether it's a landmine or a helicopter, a turret, a big old freaking beam thing, they will take a moment or two to warm up their weapon. Some will just fire off in a specific direction, regardless of whether or not you are in their line of sight. But some enemies will need you in their line of sight in order to initiate firing. And you could use this to your advantage. If, if you see two turrets, you can have them aim at each other and then blow each other up. Or a helicopter can drop bombs on a turret or, and so on and so forth. And this is how you defeat enemies because you don't have any weapons yourself. You can dive underwater to avoid enemy fire or explosions. And you can do that for a little while. There's there's no real cooldown on that, I don't believe. And while you're all doing this, you're also collecting cargo, which will come in through highlighted streams or whatever. And then there will eventually be a, a point on the, the play field where you can deposit that cargo. And that is the crux of the, the gameplay. You're avoiding enemies, avoiding their projectiles, their, their fire, uh, trying to manipulate them into attacking their their fellow combatants, whatever. Not combatants. They're, 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 they're fellow baddies. And it's, it's kind of nice. My... <sighs> the problem I have with the game is I wish it 
went harder on the avoid them up aspect of it and just got rid of the whole cargo thing. And I think with the cargo thing, you can pick it up and you can use it for something or other. I never use it. Also, when you complete a level, the cargo you pick up, you can use towards your high score or giving yourself an extra continue, something of that sort. I always, I always just put it in the points. But I would like to see what the game would have been like had they really gone and focused on the avoid them up aspect of the game and got rid of the cargo. And then with that, made it more hectic because if you avoid all the cargo, which may be a valid way of playing because I, I don't think you don't get the points, but I don't, I don't believe you're penalized if you miss all the cargo for a level. I don't believe you're obligated to collect any of it because you can miss some and, and so so I would assume you can miss all of it. But if you just focus on avoiding the the enemy fire, it's very, very easy because you're never, at least in what I played, you're never fighting against or having to avoid a lot of enemies at one time. But it, it's at cargo and the risk reward system, I guess you could call it, that makes it challenging. Because it'll be, it could be in the the pathway of an enemy or so on and so forth. Uh, but I, I, I would have liked, it, it, it's just a little bit boring after a time and repetitive. And, 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 and something that I can't see me sticking around with for that long. I played it for probably a half hour only and I was already kind of over it. I'll play it a little bit more because uh, it did recently get an update, but it, it just wasn't, it didn't sink its teeth into me. It, it feels good, it's responsive and all that, but it just wasn't that exciting and a little bit annoying because I just wanted to really see how how well I could utilize the responsiveness and the mechanics to avoid a lot of enemy fire instead of having to also be concerned about this cargo shit. But uh, yeah, that is Swordship. And I played all these games on the old Xbox. Next up, we have Ruby Arrowfell. That is Ruby, R-W-B-Y colon Arrowfell. This is a game based on the Rooster Teeth animated series. It is not an anime. Don't call it an anime, it's not an anime. But it is a side-scrolling action platformer where you control the four girls of Team Ruby. And you can switch between them on the fly in a almost Metroidvania type of system where you have an overworld and a bunch of levels and some towns. Maybe more? No, not, not like that. But, uh... You'll go on various missions, you'll have to collect resources and do odd jobs, occasional boss fights. I, I played through chapter three, which took me a few hours. And it's an incredibly boring game. Holy shit, it is so fucking boring. The combat lacks any kind of depth. And the thing about it is, do you? I would only really recommend this to someone who 
enjoys the the, the show because then maybe you'd be able to get something out of the the story there's no voice acting except for very few cutscenes but the majority of it is just reading I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the show I don't I don't like the aesthetic I don't like the CG art uh, I've tried it but it's it, it just didn't do much for me and I've kind of I've kind of fallen off of my rooster teeth love in general but I was curious about the game because it sounded like it could be fun it's from way forward after all and they're good at making games especially about games or making games about properties you might otherwise not give a shit about I, I think the Tom Cruise mummy movie is genuinely a good time but a lot of people don't however the mummy declassified game is something a lot of people talk about fondly so I thought you know maybe that'll be the case here too however they just don't take advantage of the possibilities you're able to switch between these four characters on the fly and they all have unique abilities or uh, they have unique attacks but more so they have unique abilities for navigating the space and opening up areas so Ruby can dash, so she can go across long distances, uh, and and with all of their abilities, you will eventually, through uh, the missions and whatnot you do when you complete some, you may get a, an upgrade to these that allow you to dash further or jump higher. Another one of the characters can create a platform, so you can get up to a higher ledge, and then you have one who can create a clone of herself so that you can put that clone on a switch and open up a new pathway or the other one is able to smash strong uh, or like big blocks to open up pathways etc and that's all well and good but they don't really use this that often or give you reasons to use their unique abilities in meaningful wells and meaningful way meaningful meaningful ways or creative ways they don't give you opportunities or reasons to use their uniqueness in combat. There's an upgrade system, which is very basic in increasing the attack damage and the ranged attack damage, their defense and health regen for all of the characters. But nothing really related to their unique aspects so this was the, this is my opinion if you if you were to pick up this game and play it there is no reason this is what i did there is no reason to put skill points into any other character than the character you like using the most because you will have no reason to switch between other characters during boss fights or any any of the enemy encounters because they all play out the same in that sense in, in terms of combat. So just put all your skill points right away into one character. Build them up as strong as you can to make the game easier. And I'd highly recommend Ruby because she, I think, has the the attack with the longest range. The, the melee attack with the longest range. But that's all I did. And, and I was doing fine. I never died the boss fights were all easy. The boss fights in terms of their design were very, very simple. 
and kind of derivative of one another. They they didn't really. There's, there's just nothing about the game that stands out in any memorable way. It, it feels like a very. I don't like saying this, but it it, it does feel like a very lazy cash-in tie-in game. Something that you'd throw on on a browser or something. I don't like the visuals. They they do a good job of eliciting the, the art of the, the show, but I don't like the art of the show, so that that's not really a, a, a fair criticism, because it, it's doing what it should be doing. I just... I, w- I wasn't going to like that to begin with. But the game itself, while responsive, it just doesn't take advantage of the elements that exist within it that could lead to interesting gameplay. And then it just becomes a really, really tedious game of going to various towns or schools, wherever, getting a task, going and doing the task, and rinsing and repeating that. I also don't like that there's no mini-map of any sort or, or map in any way that you can access. So if you are returning to an area and you know because they'll have an exclamation mark on the, the, the world map, you'll know that something you need for a, a job is there. You can't see all the places you've gone because there will be branching paths in these places, of course. And, and it would just be nice to have a map of these areas so that you can tell where you've been and where you haven't. But that's it's not a huge deal. It didn't it didn't impede me from progressing. I I, I don't know how I managed. It's a very easy game to just turn off your brain and play, which is how I managed to play it for almost three hours. Not enjoyed a, a single segment because it's just it's very very easy. It is very very playable. It's just not fun or exciting. It's the white bread of 2D action. Not not 2D. It's a 3D art. Um, but side scrolling action platformers with mild mild Metroidvania ish elements in it. Next up, we have Trash Sailors, which is, uh, no, it's not a roguelike, it's, it's all level-based. But it is a, a game in that overcooked ilk where you can play with another person, just one other person, I believe it's just for uh, up to two people. But you are commanding a, a little raft going upstream in what is a very very beautiful world i love the art the art is what drew me in and made me want to check out the game in the the first place it's got this beautiful papercraft type of aesthetic to some degree a bit of watercolory colored pencil going on in terms of the colors and all that very very reminiscent of what is it called don't starve don't starve but also of the game don't starve very 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 reminiscent of that game but with more color because don't starve to my recollection was very very 
purple and bluey grayish but this has more color going on in it but you are going upstream in a little river on your raft and all you're doing in these levels is trying to make it to the the end while collecting resources in the water to create the, the, the material you need to repair your ship if it gets destroyed or fuel your ship. And that's pretty much it. My problem with the game, as, as pretty as it is, one, it is not super single player friendly. It starts to get very overwhelming fast, even though you do have a little robot companion with you who you can put in various places of the raft to have them do things for you. So you can put them at the front of the raft and they will collect resources for you, or you can attach them to the, the wheel and it'll allow you to use the triggers to steer left and right so that you don't have to go and interact with the, the wheel whenever you want to steer it, which I, I think is the best use for them. But the problem with the game really I wasn't able to play it cope, which is what I wanted to do. But again, you know, the situation I talked about at the top of the show. The problem with the game is that in an attempt, I assume to be incredibly accessible, which is a like, I appreciate this much. And I don't know if there is an advanced, advanced control scheme in the options. I would like it if there, there is. In what I assume is an attempt to be more accessible to any and all potential players, they limit the game so that all you have to use, or, or, or that it, they make it so that it's a one button game essentially. And that button is A. You do use the B button to back out of certain things, but the A button interacts with everything it initiates everything it does everything and this becomes immediately frustrating because there will be so many instances where you'll want to do one thing but you'll end up doing another thing because you are in the position of multiple actions and the one you want to do just so happened to not be the the one you were closest to so you have to be pixel perfect with where you are and what you're doing some examples, if you have the robot up front collecting resources for you and they collect some stuff and it gets pulled in on the front of the raft and then you decide you want to pick them up and take them to the wheel. If you're not in the right position, you may pick up some of the resources they collected for you or you may initiate the, the hook yourself so that you'll reel in some stuff. Or maybe you will actually pick them up. But you don't have any... Like, you just have to be in the right place because you're pressing A for all those, those three different actions are all done with the same button. If you have them on the wheel and you want to take them off, you may accidentally start steering the wheel with them as opposed to picking them up. If you want to repair a part of the the ship in the front that's the a button and then you press the a button again to start the repairs you press the a button to initiate 
hey, I want to repair this, and you press the A button again to repair it. But you may accidentally start trying to reel things in again. And it, it just becomes this frustrating experience of wanting to do things and accidentally doing something you don't want to do over and over and over again because of the incredibly simplified controls, which are admirable and wanting to keep it really, really simple. But it, in this case, backfired and, and, and just made the game borderline. It's not unplayable, but it made it yeah, fuck it. it. Borderline unplayable. I'll say it's borderline unplayable because it's just is so frustrating when it doesn't need to be. And I don't know if there is. If I can customize the controls in some way, I, I would love to do it because you have all these buttons at your disposal and I want to use them. Let me use them, baby. If they were used for something, they're like they're not used for anything important because the game never told me about any of them. Just the A button and then the B button back out. And then the triggers if you have the, the robot on the wheel. But that is Trash Sailors. A beautiful game. I love the look of it so very, very much. But it ultimately disappointed me. And since I am unable currently to play it and, and see how it will, would be in co-op, I can only talk about my single-player experience with it. And I don't think it is a great single-player game, sadly. Because uh, uh, eventually, too, you'll start to have to worry about. Because you avoid, you know, when you're collecting all the research, you have to avoid big obstacles so that you don't damage your ship. And you can upgrade your ship. There's also an upgrade system, so you can upgrade your ship and make it sturdier or other things. You can also decorate it. But very quickly, you'll start having to worry about nighttime, so you have to keep the thing lit and avoid these freaking spiders all over the place everyone's got to use spiders then the next game i played enough of, enough of trash sailors the next game i played is called i think they pronounce it in game toges this is a 3d platformer where you're playing as a roomba and it's it's kind of fun it's neat it's interesting it's different it's mechanically unique. It's it's something I haven't quite wrapped my head around. The one element of it I don't like, even though I like where it's inspiration. I like the inspiration that it has. I just feel I love the Katamari games, the ones I've played. I still haven't played that many, but I adored Katamari Damacy. Yeah, you can watch the Attack the Backlog episode if you want to on that. But I adore that game and its music, its style, its vibe, everything about it. Toges is so clearly inspired by Katamari to the point of imitation that it's hard not to look at it and wish they tried to be a little bit more unique and craft their own identity because the 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 main dude whatever who is asking you to you know there, there's a bit of a story there 
and the character who is asking you to do all these things in in this world is king something or whatever just like king of the cosmos he kind of looks like him the music the general vibe the look of the game so much of it just makes one think of Katamari that it's hard not to to feel not it, it just I wish they took that inspiration and then crafted something more unique something more of their own from that as opposed to the way it feels which is just being as close to it as possible without having to worry about copyright infringement and stuff like that that's what it feels like it's it's very well done it's a very well imitation but it is just an imitation but the game itself mechanically the way it works is that you can jump but the main mechanic is where at specific points on these various planets in this world because you're you're the whole game is taking place in this world essentially with a bunch of planets that you will be able to travel between through doors the main mechanic for navigating these various planets is by coming up to these these cube points that are essentially like starting points and then you can spit out I don't know what you want to say you dump out cubes behind you that stay connected to that anchor essentially and you can build them up depending on the color you use you might be able to build them up a few bits higher or do other unique elements with the various colors you're using and you use these to navigate the space and reach new areas eat fruit which I think is the main way of completing a planet but it's it's a fun game with unique gameplay. At least they did that. They, they they crafted their own identity in that in that regard, which is the the most important thing. You know, the the whole vibe and look and feel that uh, is very Katamari. Unfortunately, I, I wish that would also be more unique, but it does feel very unique from a gameplay standpoint. And yeah, I, I played it for an hour and change or so, and I've enjoyed it. It's it, it's not it's not grabbing me in any special way, and in, in part because I, I don't like the story stuff and how and how close it is to Katamari, because it, because it's 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 also it's it's close to it, but it's not there. The music doesn't hold a candle or whatever to Katamari. So that, that's another part of the problem is that when you, you are so clearly and are so close to it, but, but you're, you're still so far away, you're, you're only hurting yourself. But the gameplay is something that I find interesting and it has me thinking about how to go about these situations. And it's fun watching you just spit out because the planets will have a limit to how many cubes you can create. And it's in the thousands in all the planets I've been uh, so far, at least. You can make so much cubes and then you can, you know, if you, if you need to get some of those cubes back, you can suck them up. 
but it is, it's a, it's an interesting game. It's hard to describe because the gameplay is unique and I, I, I still haven't wrapped my head around it completely. And all I've been able to wrap my head around is how much it's like Katamari and how much that annoys me. <laughs> but uh, it's worth checking out. It is worth checking out if you're a fan of offbeat, unique platformers. And the last game I played is Terror of Hemosaurus. Have you ever thought to yourself, you know what I would really like? I would love... Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't like it. I would love if someone made a platformer that took Rampage and stretched it out. That is not the, the, the order in which I wanted to say all that. I wanted to say something along the lines of, what if someone took Rampage and made a platformer out of it? That's what I wanted to say. Well, that is Terror of Hemosaurus. You play as a giant monster... I, I I don't I don't think you unlock any other one. So there there's uh, I believe I believe one of them might be a giant sloth, but you have a lizard, then I believe a mechanized lizard, and then the sloth or something else, and then something else. But I, I just played as the, the the main lizard, and the game is just very very small bite-sized levels where you're asked to do simple tasks like destroy a certain percentage of the buildings, kill a certain number of people, destroy a number of vehicles, and so on and so forth. There's a very cheeky story to go along with it, which is kind of fun. It can, it can get a little grating at times. It can be a bit much, but it's it's something you can avoid if you, if you want. It's never in the way. And yeah, the game itself is fun but it gets old fast there's only so much you can do with that conceit rampage but with levels as opposed to just an arcade single screen thing so the levels are probably at the longest you're not timed so you can take as much time as you want but they're like five minute long levels and the real joy in it is just watching how the physics play out That that is the the height of the fun to be found in the game because you can depending on how you destroy a building and you know you should focus on one part of the bottom structure of a a, a skyscraper or a, a large apartment building etc whatever you want to call these office buildings then you can make it so that it falls over and then it hits another building and creates a domino effect and it's just it looks really cool the the pixel art looks great when a lot of destruction is happening you can kick cars which is super fun because that when you hit it towards buildings it goes through them it just the destruction side of the game the destructibility of the environments and how it all looks and how it sounds great crunchiness to it all that is really really satisfying but that's that's not something that's going to keep you invested for a long time I played it for, again, maybe a little over an hour. And I, I got my fix from it. I enjoyed my time with it, but it just started to be more of the same. And as, as fun as that was, it's a fairly shallow experience. 
you get some abilities you get you have your ultimate ability you you get a little later on which is satisfying it, 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 i don't know if they're different between the characters but with the one i had it just created this shock wave effect that created massive destruction looked great sounded great super satisfying but is it going to be enjoyable the hundredth time i do it probably not i'll probably be very very tired of it at that point yeah it's it's a fun little game but it just doesn't have the legs i mean it does have legs but they're very very short have you seen a lizard have you seen like a, a giant like look at look at look at godzilla and this is like a godzilla type those legs pretty short arms are shorter but legs are also short it's, they're all body they're all mass and body and there's just not much body here it's all legs <laughs> but you can, you can you know you eat people to regain your health you can pick them up you can throw them throw them at helicopters throw them at other people there are big old chubby scientists who the the group that has thought you out and brought you because the whole point the the point of the story is that global warming people are people are shitty and people are going to destroy the planet unless we bring this monster to start killing people and making them fucking realize hey you're being shitty fucking get your shit together it's, it's, it's yeah it's all right it just you know the, the, they, there's just not much there to, to, to last for longer than a few hours I'd say of enjoyment which isn't a bad thing it's just uh, depending on the price your mileage will vary but that's it in terms of what I've been playing so let us get on to the Patreon questions and call this long ass podcast a podcast sound good? don't care alright from living large why is it so difficult for me to think of questions when you put me on the spot? I don't know. I, maybe it's, you know. You know why I live in large? It's because when you're when you're on the spot, you're 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 too hungry for pizza that you can't think. You need you need to have a full belly of pizza to really come out with those those great questions that you're usually good for. So yeah, get get some pizza in that belly, baby. I don't know fucking what do you expect me to say to that? I got nothing. I got nothing. This this has gone on long. This is this episode has lasted too long at this point for me to, to think creatively. Then from Enchi, is there such a thing as too much red pepper flakes? The answer is no. I as you know, I love heat. I love spicy. And I We'll never, uh, I've yet to find a limit there. I will say, though, there may be an actual limit to how much you should intake in terms of healthy digestion and, and stomach-related things, where eating too many red flakes could lead to intestinal uh, or digestive problems. So th there might be an actual limit, in the same way that I love salt, but... Too much salt, not good for you. That's why I've started to try and limit the salt I take. Uh, or add to stuff, at least. But yeah, I love spicy. 
I love spiciness and I love red I love red crushed pepper flakes. So no, I don't think there's a limit. Unless you got a weak ass stomach. Honk ass. Uh and then the last question from Jedi. You get out in the role of a game producer. What type of game do you make? I've talked about this game. This this hypothetical game I would love and we're, and we're gonna this is the game I would love to see happen. It's in part because I am an Xbox person at this point. So that's why it's an Xbox property. But we are ignoring the state of the industry now and things that have died out, etc. But I want a Viva Pinata game stretched out into an Animal Crossing, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley type of thing with a Toys to Life element where you have a bunch of little figures in the style of Disney Infinity figures specifically that, you know, I don't I don't know what the fuck they do, but I want Viva Pinata with a real-time clock with farming and the, the adventuring and stuff like the mines and uh, the, the, the social aspect of the, the NPCs and all that. And maybe you can throw in some type of drivatar system, but for the avatars for your friends and their, their characters so that they can inhabit your town and other people's avatars of themselves or their, their AI created versions of the the way they act in their world i would just love something like that because viva pinata was fantastic i love the aesthetic i love that art so much and i love games like animal crossing harvest moon very chill relaxing experiences and i think i think xbox could use something like that it, it seems like a no-brainer to me it's always seemed like a no-brainer to me the, the toys life thing of, of course is long and dead but I still think there there's there's room for a Viva Piñata stretched out into a more fully featured game of that ilk. That that is the game I, w- I would really really love to to make. Um, so yeah, that is that is the game I would make, Jedi. Anywho, that will uh, do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, once again, though, you know, once again, once again, once again, once again, I am Marcus Ness. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. I forgot. I just want to say you can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage, which is true. You can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. That is at PX Sausage. If you'd like to find all my links of import and, uh, yeah. You can do that over at pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. That is pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. That'll get you links to everything you need and plenty of things you don't need. It's just all in one place. So just go there instead of me giving you the link to this and a link to that. But I will give you one more link, and that is to the Patreon, because if you enjoy this here show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs to support me and my nonsense that away at the three dollar higher tier that's the cheapest tier but you can just back for a buck and and not be a part of any tier you don't have to be a part of the tier but at the lowest three dollar tier 
That allows you to ask questions on this here podcast. And everyone gets access to the, the Discord channel, the unique private Discord channel. Oh, my God. But uh, if you do enjoy any of the stuff I make and, and would like to support me and my nonsense, I would appreciate it greatly. You don't have to. Uh, but it really, it really does mean a lot to me, uh, those few who have decided to support me in that way. I'll, I'll never be able to truly express how grateful and thankful I am to those who do, who do that and have done that for a long time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to join them, you can. Again, patreon.com slash PXS. Uh, that is it. So thank you again, as always, for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this year episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, a fantastic rest of your week. I hope the Game Awards was exciting and eventful and full of announcements that were good for you. <laughs> Whatever, you know, let, let's, say, let's hope it all was good. And of course, I hope you have a wonderful weekend as well. So for now, adios, arrivederci, bye. some friends for now. Bye bye bye.